Hey, teacher sellers. Today, Angie and I are talking about something that teacher sellers really struggle with, time management. We have some ideas that work well for us most of the time and some ideas other people in our mega mastermind have shared. Make sure to check out the show notes at growwithuspodcast.com slash episode three for any links, pictures, or screenshots mentioned in this episode or to learn more about us. Welcome to Grow with Angie and April. We are two full-time Teachers Pay Teachers sellers, and we're opening up our conversations with each other to help you grow your teacher store. We learn so much from each other, and we're excited to share what we know with each other and with you. You can find out more about us at growwithuspodcast.com. Now let's get this conversation started. Hey, Angie. Hey. So are you ready to talk about time management? Oh, yes. (laughs) So full disclaimer, we talked before this episode and we agreed that even though we're doing an episode on this, we suck at it. (laughs) Yes, it's not our uh, strength, that's for sure. And I think this is how most teacher sellers feel, even though we're really amazing at what we do and we balance a lot of different things as teacher sellers, we always feel like we suck at time management. So maybe after this episode, we'll feel like we really are good with time management, but we get distracted a lot. So (laughs) yes, easily distracted. (laughs) So we're going to talk about a couple of different things. We're going to talk about how we did it when we were teaching full time. Um, So we're going to reach back and think about that time of our lives. And then we're going to talk about some of the full-time TPT things that we do to continue to focus. Because even as full-time TPTers, we have a hard time focusing sometimes when we're supposed to be working. Yeah. I think we have totally different issues being full-time Yes, (laughs) than we did when we were teaching as well. (laughs) Absolutely. So the first thing we talked about that I am really big on this year and well, I guess any since my kids were born, period, is letting things go. So I think that sometimes we see other people are doing really good at Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest, and we feel like we need to do all the things, and we don't. Yeah, we see the shiny object, and we want to check it out because it looks cool when other people are using it, but it doesn't always need to be something that you need to start focusing on right away. Yeah. And I think it's important to ask yourself when you see something new that's out there, is this going to benefit me right now? Yeah. And how, how is it going to benefit me? Because if it's not going to benefit you or your store in some way, then is it really worth the extra time? Absolutely. So I think a good example of this for me is when we went to social media marketing world, I was all gung ho on starting a YouTube channel because I had been listening to a podcast about people who had started big YouTube channels. But then I kind of took a deep breath and reminded myself that that is such a huge task to start a big YouTube channel and to get subscribers. And I'd have to dedicate like 95% of my time to it. And I'm not sure that that would give me the output that I get from other things like Pinterest or Instagram. So I had to just tell myself, you know what, even though some people are doing great on YouTube and there are some teacher sellers who have amazing YouTube channels, it's not my thing. Yeah, I agree. I went in there thinking like to social media marketing world, like I wanted to do video. I was going to try to focus on live video, even though it's totally out of my comfort zone. And then afterwards, I realized that 
I have enough going on and enough on my plate right now that I need to focus on besides that. And that that is going to be a huge undertaking. And I just don't really think that it's for me. Yeah. Anytime you do anything new. And I think that what I've seen from all of the big teacher sellers that are very successful is that they're good at one thing and they focus on one thing. So if you may, you may see somebody out there who has a really amazing Instagram following and you have to look closely and say, okay, do they have an Instagram following and a YouTube channel and Facebook live? And do they do Pinterest? They're good at one thing. So I think it's important to let everything go and focus on the one thing that will grow your business the most. And it's not the same for everyone. It's whatever, whatever's working for you now, do that more. And I like to focus on one thing. And when I get good at that one thing and I feel like I can, you know, do that with my eyes closed, then I bring in something new that I want to try to, and I have a new goal about what I want to focus on. Like right now I want to focus on my blog. I feel like I have Facebook somewhat under control and my resources and stuff. Like I want to focus on my blog now. So that's definitely going to be where I put a lot of my time right now. Yeah. And it's crazy because you know, four or five years ago when we started, we had really, there was like one or two things that we had to do. We had to create products and post pins on Pinterest, maybe do a blog post. Like there were so few things back then that we had to do, but now there are so many things to focus on. There are so many different social media accounts. There are, there's advertising. So it's kind of really hard if you're doing all the things, you're not going to do them well. You need to focus on one thing that you're really good at. Exactly. I don't think there's anyone out there that I know of that does every single one of them perfectly. So no. And most people I, I think of, I can think of the one thing that they're really good at. Like, you know, so-and-so is really good at live video and that's what they dedicate their time to. But I can't think of anybody, like you said, that is good at everything. So the biggest time management strategy that we use is letting it go. <laughs> just don't do it. Yes. Let some stuff go. There's some things, just don't do them. Yeah. There's just not enough time in the day. Yeah. And when you do things, look at your return. You, you know, if you've tried something consistently for three or four months and you're not making money off of it, then it's time to reevaluate. Maybe there's, maybe you should be putting your time into what you're doing. That's really, really working. Yeah. And a lot of times your audience is, I mean, I think of my audience as people like me that like the things that I like and, you know, teach the way that I teach. And sometimes they're not on some of those things. Like I don't have an audience on Twitter or whatever. So I don't spend time there. So, you know, where your people are and where you enjoy being, they will know that you enjoy that. And then it'll come across that way and it'll work for you. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's why Pinterest and Instagram is so big for teachers is because, you know, we, we love the visuals. We love getting ideas for our classrooms. And so that's where your people are and that's where you focus. Okay. Um, the next thing that we use for our time management strategies is we like to use schedulers and automate as much as we possibly can. Yes. Putting things on the scheduler and automating things so that we don't have to check in on, in on them as often. Yes. Automate anything that is not making you immediate money. So if you want to, if you still want a presence on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest, but you know that it's not 
where you're making the most money and you'd rather spend more of your time on product creation than automate it. Yeah. I mean, I automated my Facebook with SmarterQ and I was finding that I wasn't really posting as much as I would like to. It wasn't consistent. It wasn't getting a lot of engagement. And so I decided to just throw up a lot of posts on SmarterQ. I wasn't even putting my resources out there as much as I should on Facebook. And so I threw that all up there on SmarterQ. And now I know I at least have those posts going out every day. And I know that my resources are getting posts like 30% of the time. And so at least I know that's happening. And then I do some organic, you know, posting when I feel like it, or I I do some scheduling through Facebook as well, because I kind of do a hybrid for Facebook. So I use SmarterQ, but then I also schedule through Facebook because Facebook likes Facebook. Right. But now I don't have to worry about that anymore. I know that my stuff's getting out there at least three, four times a day on, on Facebook and it opened me up to be able to work on other stuff. Yeah. And I do the same. I, I feel like SmarterQ helps me maintain my social media accounts. It doesn't necessarily get me as much traffic to my store as I would like it to, but it gives me a presence there as if I'm actually posting when I really don't have time to post. <laughs> exactly. Makes you more consistent. Right. So how SmarterQ works is you basically add things in different categories to your schedule and it posts based on the schedule you give it uh, one of those posts every time and it then it recycles the content. So if you are scheduling a blog post on SmarterQ, then that blog post will go out and then it'll move to the bottom of your queue and then it'll go out again in the future. And they also have a really cool feature that I like where you can go to your blog and you can click, I think it's like an RSS feed link and it lets you just pull all your posts from the blog and then you can like bulk add them to the queue. And I think it took me like maybe 10 or 15 minutes because I have a lot of posts and I did some tweaking, but it pulls like all the pictures and like a, and you just have to put in like a description and that way you can like import all your blog posts to your Facebook queue and it'll consistently put those out on your Facebook account, which is pretty cool. Yeah. You just put them in your blog post category. Like my categories are, I have funny memes, my own blog posts. I have a category for other people's blog posts, a category for, you know, resources, selling myself and, you know, those kind of things. So then I spread them out as much as possible. So it's not always my resources or anything going out like that. You know, it just kind of makes it so nice to have them in those categories and then they just put them out there for you. Yeah. And I honestly didn't know that you use SmarterQ <laughs> before today. And um, I see your Facebook posts all the time and I didn't know that you weren't doing them manually. So <laughs> I guess that's a good thing, but I do, yes. I do manually share. Like if I see something really funny on Facebook, when I'm just scrolling my own feed, cause I have of course a lot of teacher friends that share things, I'll just share it to my page and that gets pretty good views. So doing like kind of a mixture is nice, but it, it means if I don't get time to scroll my Facebook feed, to look for posts for my Facebook page, then I still have stuff going out. Exactly. And we'll post a picture of our SmarterQ schedules on the episode post. So make sure that you go to the show notes and look at that. So you can see what our schedule looks like for Facebook for SmarterQ. Yeah. And SmarterQ also will post out to Twitter and um, 
I think Instagram. Instagram. I have it. I love Instagram personally. So I, I like to do all that live and kind of do it myself. But I do know that you can do something with Instagram on SmarterQ too. Yeah, I've scheduled mine out before, but I haven't been really good about it. I do not use the option for SmarterQ for Instagram where you can, uh, where it will repost because I don't feel like that's good on Instagram. So like Facebook, I'll have, you know, it goes to the bottom of the queue and then it comes up in a repost, but I don't use that for Instagram. So my queue runs out pretty fast. So I haven't been as good. Yeah, I haven't been as good as scheduling Instagram with Smarter Q, but something I really love it for is for anyone who has a Facebook group, Smarter Q will set will automatically post things in your Facebook group. So for my project-based learning Facebook group, I have a post that goes out every weekend and I have four posts. So I have four per month. So one every week, one post asks them, I think, to um, ask any questions or things that they have difficulty with. And the next post asks them to share photos from their classroom. And then the next post asks them to share what they're planning for the next week. And the last post asks them to share uh, their favorite project-based learning lesson they've ever done. And so those go out automatically. So I don't even have to think about it. And then people reply to those posts and then I get in there and I organically, you know, help them or say, wow, that's a great idea. Um, And it gives me a lot of ideas too, but that kind of keeps my group engaged. So I don't have to be in there every day or remember to post things. So I also use it for groups. Yeah. I think consistent with Facebook, consistency is the key, like to get your people engaged and, and your followers engaging with your posts. Yeah, definitely, especially in groups. And I think we could probably do a whole episode on how we automate and use schedulers because recently we've tried to free up as much time as possible, even though we're not in the classroom. But especially when you're in the classroom, some of these things you don't need to be to be doing with your time. You have very limited time. And I would use that for things that you're going to make more money off of, like product creation. And we'll get to this one at the end of the section, but advertising. Yeah, I wish I knew about all these schedulers and automation when I was still in the classroom because I just (laughs) always felt like I was drowning trying to do it all and would have been so helpful. But mostly when I was in the classroom, I just focused on the product creation because that's really mostly where I had my time. I did a little Facebook back then, but not much. Yeah, I did mostly Pinterest, blog posts, and product creation. That was really all I did when I was in the classroom. And I still think that's all you need to do. Well, sprinkle advertising in there a little bit, but that kind of runs on its own. But yeah, I think that's really all you need to focus on. So, you know, outsource or use schedulers for everything else. Uh, For even for Pinterest, you know, Pinterest used to be so organic and then now they have this smart feed. So it's more like a search engine. And so I've just been using Board Booster to automate my Pinterest feed. And it's basically just pulling pins from my friends' boards. So other teacher sellers who have great content, I have it pull from their Pinterest boards and put it on my boards. And I also have Uh, a lot of my blog posts and my products going out to group boards and to my own boards through Board Booster. And I don't have to do anything with it. It just runs automatically. It pulls from the place I want it to pull from. It makes sure it doesn't repeat. It makes sure I follow all the rules and I don't have to schedule it out. So we'll post a little more information about that and a link in the show notes. But you use Tailwind, right? Yeah, I use Tailwind and I saw a definite increase in um, my pins being seen and all that. 
when I started using Tailwind. I like Tailwind. I, I mostly try to batch Tailwind. So I just sit down and I spend like five hours just loading up my <laughs> my queue so that I ha- don't have to worry about it for a while because I don't like doing it per se, but it's yeah. very good to get my pins out there on a consistent basis. But what I love about Tailwind is you can you can throw your pins up there. You can make categories for the boards that you use. So, you know, if I have a category, like it's a math pin, I have a category of boards of all the places where I might pin that. And then you throw it up there and you put all the boards in. And then I use the interval feature and it spreads them out. I usually put them like a week between putting out the same exact pins, but I'll set the interval and then that loads up that spot for four weeks, five weeks. And then I move on to the next time slot and I just fill it all up. And then I don't think about it for a month until it's like, Oh, your tailwind is empty. I'm like, Oh, (laughs) no. Yeah. And I think that allows you to have a little more control over what's going out. And I, when I used tailwind, I did use the bulk scheduling too. And I really liked when they came out with that because a lot of times you have a lot of related boards. So you could send it to like 10 boards over the span of two months and be done. So I I think it's a great service. And it sounds like they are coming out with looping eventually. That would be amazing. And I did hear, is this correct that Tailwind will post to Instagram for you without having to do the pop-up? I haven't looked at that feature yet. Again, I love posting to Instagram, so I don't look for any way to get out of it because I like it, but I have no idea. But I do, Tailwind also has the, what are they called? The tribes. And that helps me find good content too. So you, you know, I'm in a bunch of tribes where we share content and then we pin from each other and helps fill up those spots of where I just want blog posts and and free stuff. Yeah. And then you, you don't have to really frantically search Pinterest to find it and you can pull it straight from there. Exactly. And I, I think it's really smart that Tailwind did that because it used to be, we'd have Facebook groups or on the teachers pay teachers, like seller message board, people would post pins for other people to share. And it was just kind of a hassle because you had to load each one up separately. So and you didn't really know who was posting what. So the tribes allow you to choose people to be in that group that you know, like are either fifth grade sellers. Like if your your products are a lot of fifth grade, you obviously don't want to be pinning a bunch of kinder stuff. So it allows you to kind of make a group of people who are like-minded and have content that you want to share. So I think I think that the tribes are the best thing they've done. But yeah, like I said, with my smarter queue, I just, I just with Tailwind really struggled to even load my queue, but that was because I had newborn twins. Yeah. I think that uh, (laughs) kind of affects it. Yeah. (laughs) I loaded it all up uh, when I was pregnant and I had taken an early maternity leave because I knew it wasn't coming back. So I had a little time on my hands and I had loaded all up and I was super proud of it. And then I blinked and it was empty and my twins were one month old and I was just drowning. So I just switched over to board booster one day. Um, and it's really helped me, but they're both really great. It just depends on what you're looking for. If you want more control over it, then tailwind is the way to go. If you want to just let it, let it ride, then smarter queue is great. So I think that schedulers and automation really great, but, uh, something that I think we also do, which I, which I think 
probably scares new sellers is outsourcing because it costs money. But we definitely recommend as part of your time management that you take things off your plate by outsourcing. And we are going to do a later episode all about outsourcing because we have so much information to share about it. But we'll just talk about the basics here on how on what we do to outsource. Yeah, one of the things that I like to do is I hire friends and family. They're pretty cheap. They know that they know you. So they seem to be pretty careful about like I hire my mom. She is my second editor. So I have an editor that goes through it. But then I feel like sometimes when I'm editing something, I make mistakes when I'm editing. So I have her look at it again. And she does find mistakes every time, but she cares so much about making sure it's good because it's my mom and she wants my stuff to be good out there. So it's super helpful to have her take a second look at it and, and help me out. Yeah. And I think too, a lot of times you can get them for free. I mean, if you have kids that are old enough to color products, if you have a husband who's also a teacher, you can use them as well. Back when I was teaching full time and I, I needed to free up time for product creation. My husband did a lot of editing. I even had him schedule some Facebook posts for me. Um, so just Try to find people that can help you. And a lot of times, you know, you might have like a younger sibling who is in college or needs just a couple extra bucks and they'll work for super cheap. Um, Or you can have them work for free and feed them. (laughs) So outsourcing is definitely possible even if you're, you know, you're kind of new to your business and you don't have a lot of money to pay for outsourcing, but that can free you up uh, to have more time for things like product creation. Yeah. And I think it's important to outsource like the things that you hate or won't do. Like if I'm not going to do it and I know it'll help my business, but I just hate it or I probably won't do it or I'll put it to the end of the list. It gets really good to outsource that type of thing because at least then, you know, it's getting done and you know that you have it there like for a while. I wasn't pinning and I wasn't doing Pinterest because I didn't really like it. And so I thought about outsourcing that because I thought pins getting out there, me paying someone to get some pins out there is going to be beneficial to my business, but also it's going to take it off my plate or make it something that I avoid like the plague and I don't have to worry about it anymore. So. Right. If you have three hours a week to work because you're teaching full time and you have kids, there are things you don't need to be doing. I think that's our big theme is The best time management strategy is just to not do certain things. Um, (laughs) And if they need to be done, then outsource them or automate them. Exactly. You see people out there, you you think you see everybody doing everything, but you really don't. Everybody's not doing everything. People are picking and choosing as well. They're just not, you just don't notice. So nobody's even going to notice that you don't have a a Pinterest or, well, you should have a Pinterest, but like a Twitter or a Facebook or whatever, whatever you're not doing, no one's going to notice that you're not there. So just do what you can and, and outsource what you can. And right. And yeah, don't, like you said, don't look at what other people are doing and think that they're doing better than you. We're all drowning. <laughs> yeah, We all have too much to do and not enough time, but I think the people that are successful are the ones that are able to put things aside and focus on what really will do the best for your business. So what are you going to make the most money off of? 
Right. And we'll, we, like we said, we're going to talk more, we'll get more in depth on what exactly we outsource and how and all that on a later episode, but it definitely helps. And it definitely has helped me be able to have even some resources that I wouldn't have in my store if I didn't outsource certain parts of them and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it really speeds up the product creation process when you're able to have somebody write a couple passages for you and something that you would just take you such a long time that, you know, that free up three or four hours of your week that, I mean, that could be a whole week of the time you have for TPT freed up because you had somebody, a teacher friend, uh, write some passages for you. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause when it's something I don't like or hate, I just stare at it and I waste so much time because right. I think of a million other things I could be doing and go do those. Cause I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's an important thing too, that for time management, this wasn't on our list, but it's really important is don't load up Facebook. Don't have your phone in the room when you're working on a product or you're working on something like take out all the distractions. Uh, because a lot of times if you don't want to do it, it's very easy to be like on Facebook doing something that's not related, very, very easily distracted. <laughs> exactly. One thing that's helped me is our co- content calendar that we've been using. You know, it's helping me manage my time better and it's helping me get more done than I was getting done before. So I think that's really helpful to have that content calendar where you're planning stuff out, but also make it flexible. You know, don't make it where you feel like you have to do that or, you know, you are a failure in life, but you just, (laughs) just go and, you know, try to get done. I'm moving stuff on my content calendar all the time, but I feel like I'm getting tons done too. So I always overschedule myself anyway. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to get done everything I schedule myself because everything I try to do takes 10 times longer than what I think it will. But right, exactly. Yeah. And I, that's the thing too is um, like I do a running to do list, which is where I have a list of everything I want to do, but it's not scheduled to a particular day or time. So it's just any product I want to create, any blog post I want to write, I put it in a really basic app on my phone called Doozy and I'll post the name of that on our show notes. But it just is basically just a list of things I want to do. And whenever I'm done with the things on my content calendar, I can go to that list and pull that list and put it on my content calendar. And so that works out really good because I know it's not things I have to do right now. Like I don't have a list of 10 things to do today. These are like 10 things that I can do anytime this year when I have the time to do so. Exactly. I do something similar, but I use Trello. So I just have a couple different boards that I have going. Like I have a content idea bank where I just keep track of different content ideas, blog posts or memes I want to make or you know, just resource ideas that I'm planning. I have a things to do one that where I kind of put that running to do list, but I break it down into time segments because sometimes I'll find myself at like my kids softball practice and I have 30 minutes. I'm just sitting in the car. So on my one Trello board with my things to do, I broke it down into lists of ones less than 15 minutes. So anything I think is going to take less than 15 minutes, I'll add it to that list. And then I have like a 15 to 30 minute list, a 30 to an hour, a one to two hour, and then a, I have no clue how long this is going to take list. And then so I add stuff there. So like, oh, if I'm working and I feel like, okay, I finished what I wanted to do. I have an extra hour. I can go to my hour list and 
you know, pick one of the things there and get right back to work and try to get stuff done. And I have the same kind of, I have another board with just the resources that I want to make. I just have a running list of all the resources I want to make. So when I'm ready to start a new resource, I look at that list and I get right to work. That's really cool. I like that because I feel like a lot of times when I when I was full time teaching, I it would just be small breaks. You know, whenever I had a chance, like at lunchtime or if I was out and about on the weekend or at a doctor's appointment, like having any time you have like fifteen or thirty minutes makes a huge difference. It does, and that's when I started using it. Is when I was teaching full time and trying to do TPT. I started making that list because I was like, sometimes I have fifteen minutes, and that's all I have. And there are things you can get done in 15 minutes. So Right. And those are things that you don't really need to be doing during your nice, big, long block of time when you're supposed to be creating products. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I really like our content calendar, but I think we should explain what we do for people. It's really, really simple. We have uh, a Google sheet, like a spreadsheet that we just have in calendar form. And we put like what the that week we put the product we're working on and then we put little small tasks underneath that we want to do for each day. And then we go in and we cross them out as we do them and we share it with each other. We both share the spreadsheet. We each have a little tab and that way we can kind of look at each other's and have some sort of accountability and kind of cheer each other on. Um, but we don't, we don't say anything when the other one doesn't get stuff done or yeah <laughs> moves because we know moves things life, you know, life happens and you know we know we're each moving stuff around but I only cross off yeah. stuff if I actually did it so like if I go back yes. and look and I see those crossed off things I know I'm getting stuff done and she knows I'm getting stuff done and we can encourage each other on that or like I follow her on TPT so when she posts a new resource or I see something that she did, like try to be like, oh, wait, great job. You got it done. Like, and just try to encourage each other to keep moving forward. Yeah. And we've actually, our stores have grown quite a bit in the last few months that we started collaborating in this content calendar. We used to collaborate on the podcast and it's been a big benefit for us just having somebody just for accountability and to talk to and to share ideas. Yeah. Agreed. I feel like it's going very well. So yeah, time management, you need to get somebody to be accountable with. It could be uh, another friend who does TPG. It could be a spouse, uh, but get some sort of schedule that somebody else can see and try to stick to it uh, and have somebody who can cheer you on. That's helped a lot. Yeah. And I think that we had said (laughs) we had wanted to talk about tips for distractions when you're full-time TPG, but we already kind of talked about that. Just move your phone turn off Facebook. It's really hard when you're full-time teacher seller to focus sometimes because you do have more time, but you do also have more things that you feel like you need to do. Exactly. Because I want to make a point of saying that, you know, anybody thinking of going TPT full-time because you feel so stressed, don't, I always was like, oh, I want to go TPT full-time because then I can take some stuff off my plate. And yes, it is much better and I can balance better, but I still never feel like I'm getting everything done that I want to. So don't do it for that reason, because you still will fill up your, amazingly, I fill up my day with like all kinds of TPT stuff and I could spend all day on it and, and still not, you know, feel done. So you will find things to do. Yeah. So if you're worried about running <laughs> out of stuff to do, to do. Yeah, I was worried about running out of stuff to do, but that has not happened. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, it has not. And I think we talked about doing a whole episode on this. Like, what do we do every yeah, day? Yeah, um, yeah. And we'll do we'll do that in the future because you know, I, I was so excited, you know, before I was going full-time TPT, I thought it was going to be nothing but days of like yoga (laughs) and lunch out. And now it's like, sometimes it's three o'clock and I haven't even eaten. I haven't exercised in like three months. I'm just, I have so much to do. So we'll do like a whole episode about that. Definitely. I have a Um, lot I could say about that. Yeah. So if you do it full time, then you do know that this time management stuff is is still hard, but you do have more time. It's just, we need to focus our time better. And that's something that we're both still learning. Uh, so we don't have many tips on that, but we do have a lot of, a lot of people in the Facebook group shared some really great apps and time-saving tips. So what I would suggest is check out the show notes because we're going to put a list in there of what other people shared. Um, but also make sure that you join us in the TBT Seller Mastermind group, which is growwithusmastermind.com. That'll take you to the Facebook group that you can join. But we have a, a thread in there where people posted all these great apps and time-saving tips that they use. And there really was so much information. We thought we'd just include it in the blog post. Um, instead of reading it on here. So there's a lot of good tips. And I think we had one more thing we wanted to share, which we thought was good for time management, which was ads, running ads. So if you're full-time teaching, you can run ads on Facebook or Pinterest and not have to really do much social media. Um, So if you run a Facebook ad, you don't necessarily have to really do much on your Facebook page because you're going to get more views and clicks when you pay for it, unfortunately, than if you are organically sharing. So that could free up some time for you as well. Yes, definitely. Good. Okay. So that was a lot of information. I would love to see you guys all in our TPT Seller Mastermind group. Uh, So thank you so much for joining us. And if you subscribe to the podcast, please leave us a review. We would love that. And then join the TPT Seller Mastermind group at growwithusmastermind.com. And hopefully we will talk to some of you in the group. All right, have a great day, Angie. Hopefully you get lots done. All right, you too. Bye. (laughs) Thanks, bye.